Introducing new Moth Be Gone. Welcome back to WETT The Splash, the home of all your naughty little secrets. We are live from the scene of the accident, and the death toll has climbed to a staggering rate. Welcome back, motherfuckers. You know what's crazy is that we're here for another episode, but this time we got no co-host. I mean, we got Thomas to save us if we're drowning. And Hi. By, and by uh, by us, I mean me, because I speak in whatever form of person that you would like to prefer. I'm sure you do great, buddy. We're very progressive. Thank you, buddy. So the first thing we need to get to, obviously, is we got to talk a little bit more about the Discord. Now, last week I, I kind of mentioned the Discord a little bit, but you know we wanted to get right into it with Cody. Uh, shout out Redneck Review. Uh, but so this is what we're doing. Some of you have found your way in, clearly, and it looks like you guys are having a great time. We're, we're, we're in there, we're partying, we're sending pictures of stuff to each other, we got private channels gone, we got people trying to, like, shit themselves, we got Jesus, we got shit posting, we got bubbles in the house, we got stock tips. I mean, really, it's all going down in there. So if you haven't found your way into the Discord yet, it's about time, you know what I'm saying? Hit me up anywhere you want. And uh, we'll find a way. I'll find you. I'll send you the link. You know what I'm saying? It's not hard to get into. Uh, we got all sorts of tabs here. We got the general. That's where everybody's at. Interesting articles. If you want to send me something, like, here we go, right here. We got our first uh, our first interesting article from El Chapo in here. That's right. I'm going to leave you guys whatever by your fucking screen name you want. So, man acquires 275-gallon container of lube and secedes from the U.S., <laughs> And uh, I believe the new place that he's created is called Fat Nation or it's Crunch or Conch or something like that. So his basically it's a nation for jerking off. The Republic of Faptism. The Republic of Faptism. Well, okay, so if it's a Faptism, that implies that there's just like a bird feeder or a bird bath full of cum somewhere and you're supposed to like be, get your head dunked in it. Like... Because if it's a bat, when I think faptism, uh, fapistan, okay. Yeah. Well, faptism, I'm still going on that. So when I think faptism, I think baptism, which means you either have to go into like, you know, like Murder Lake in your white gown and get drowned by somebody. Or, you know, like I was saying, like there's like a bird bath and they like draw the cross on your head and speak gibberish and shit. <laughs> now I'm thinking like either he does it with the lube because he's got 275 gallons of lube. He's got plenty of lube to make holy lube, so I'm sure he could do it with lube, but it'd be that much better if it was like cum, because it would be really more special. Uh, but I mean, I guess he's not a religious leader, he's just a, he's a nation leader, you know what I'm saying? But he's killing it. I'm fucking with this guy, I, uh, but I'm not a lube jerker, and we've talked about this before. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't find it, you know, I, I get some people really like it. I do, but I get it. But I just, I don't need it. I don't know. I just, I grab my dick and eventually cum comes out and uh, then I wipe off my belly and roll over. <laughs> it's uh, it's just how I sleep. It's how I like to start my day. It's how I like to treat myself when I'm bored. <laughs> Some people, you know, they're just like, you know what? I've been good this week. I'm going to go get my nails done. I'm going to get my hair done. I'm going to go get a car wash. Me, coming all over my belly. 
That is the way that we reward ourselves. Okay? And if you're like me, join the Discord because that's that's where this kind of shit is. So what else we got in here? We got thick voice messages. We don't have one yet because guess what? I am not technically savvy. So I don't know how to leave a voicemail. You don't know how to leave a voicemail. We're going to get that set up, though. For now, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to leave me a voicemail, go ahead and, you know, you can go on, like, Instagram or something and just record the voice clip and just send it to me there. And we'll pretend it was on Discord. And if you figure out how to get it on Discord, I'll play it no matter what. You can call me a fat bitch. But if you can get it on Discord, I'll totally play you calling me a fat bitch. Get in the Discord, you motherfuckers. See, we got the new episodes tab, you know, self-explanatory. Tats art, nothing in there. Boom. But here's where it's at right here. Shit posting NSFW. So you guys can put whatever you want in here. Uh, we got people talking about my boy the coming Messiah in here. We got memes. We got people talking about whatever they want. And Bubbles is in there. Bubbles is pretty much always in there. So if you want memes from like an autistic person that likes to laugh a lot, he's sharing them. <laughs> so not for you? Exactly. Thickness is only fans. You know, you give me $6 a month and you'll find out. Other than that, that page is locked. Uh, but yeah, so you guys, let's use the Discord. Uh, I want to I wanna try using Discord quite a bit. I think it's a better place for me to connect with fans or listeners. Not fans, I'm not an asshole. Listeners uh, one-on-one. You know what I'm saying? Also, I'm garbage at social media. So, you know, go there. I'll, I'll pay more attention to Discord. As far as Facebook goes... You know, I don't know. Unless you're my family member, I probably don't have you. I'm probably not going to add you. As Instagram goes, I don't use it. But follow me there because that's the one I use the most. You know what I'm saying? I was thinking, I have three Instagrams. I don't use a single fucking one of them. I've got like a Photoshop account. That hasn't been used in a long time. (laughs) I got Thickness in the Shine. That's just a wall of episode covers. So that's not (laughs) how you use social media. And then I got my own. And like, I don't know. There's like a picture of me eating a sandwich from like six years ago on it. But. Other than that, like, honestly, this is what I'm trying to do. There's this guy on Instagram, and maybe you guys can help me out with this. There's a guy who's got the tag, he's got the user handle, John Brush, J-O-N-B-R-U-S-H. Plain and simple, you know, he's got it though. He's the fucking guy who got it. So this is what we need to do. I checked on his Instagram. He doesn't fucking use it. He uses it less than me, somehow. And for those of you who know me, you're thinking, not possible, no. It's going down. All right. So he's got like two pictures. He's like, he's got like a, he's got short hair. Uh, he looks like he's probably a very nice gentleman. You know what I'm saying? He looks like, uh, not this guy for sure. Okay. This guy's fucking terrifying. <laughs> There's a lot of John brushes. Uh, no, but on, on Instagram at John brush, just nothing else. No letters, no funky shit. Uh, here, Thomas, just, uh, take the space away between John brush. And then put Instagram afterwards. See if we can find it on there. Uh, Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, no, no. Hey, there's me, JB Thickness, number three. We're getting there, bro. Yeah. We're moving up the SEO. I don't know who these other guys are, but we're getting there. But, yeah, so I want this fucking guy's username, guys. So go in there and harass him. Call him a cunt. Make fun of him. Tell him his fucking, the only picture of his dad that he has on there stinks. <laughs> and, that I, and that you don't. You hope that they don't have a good relationship or maybe he's passed. You know, wish bad things on him until he changes the name. Because he's not using it. He's not fucking using it. If I can get the full John brush and the little blue check mark, 
well then we're fine you know we we made it we did it as far as instagram goes we are the next fucking george carlin all right let's that's all you got to do. If you can get a blue check mark by your name on Instagram, now everything that you say is gospel and correct, and people need to listen to you. So that's the goal. That's the fucking goal. Mm. Social media is fucking terrible. But uh, as far as like uh, the Johns things go, you know, because I remember it had to be high school. I I found a guy with the same name, John Brush. I was just like, fuck it. I'm going to type in John Brush and see what happens. Turns out there's a lot of motherfuckers that are spelling my name exactly the same. So, naturally, I added all of them. And uh, there are a lot of them were really cool, you know. Uh, some of them were, like, younger that, like, were just like, oh, ha, ha, I'm on Facebook, too. And then some of them were older that were like, hey, can I get pictures of your feet? But, uh, I mean, all of us connected in a very special way. So then when I made my new Facebook, I reached out. And I found the John brushes that mattered to me the most. And we've all connected again. So I've got some John brushes. I got this one John brush, dude. He's a hateful motherfucker. I had to mute him on Facebook. He's just always constantly upset and complaining about shit. Like, and it's about like petty shit, too. And uh, I'm not here for it. I, I feel bad for that guy. But I just, it was just like, it was like the littlest shit. It'd be like, I hate when people get a medium when they go to fast food why wouldn't you get a large you're gonna spend money it's like why are you so like aggressive about this like how will you hate people that don't want to get a like four more fries for 30 more cents like you fuck uh anyway yeah fuck that guy but um <laughs> maybe i should do like the other like those joshes they've been doing that josh thing lately but this guy josh swain uh i forgot where he was i think he was out of nebraska or something like that i have it in my phone right here this fella, Josh Swain, was from Omaha. No, Arizona. Sorry. So the kid makes this funny-ass post on, uh, I think it was Instagram. And I remember seeing it when it first came around. And it was like, my name is Josh. If you're, Here are the coordinates. If your name is Josh on this day, we fight. So it turns out everybody showed up for the fight. <laughs> so like we had hundreds of people showed up for this Josh Swain fight. Or just Josh fight, and it turns out that there was another guy with the same name. So it's like, we're talking about like, you know, hundreds of people named Josh. But then there was one other Josh Swain, and he was from Omaha. So those two started the whole fight by having a, uh, a rock, paper, scissors match. Because, you know, if you're traveling the world to meet all the other Joshes, you're probably not like a thug or somebody who's willing to really fight. So they had a rock, paper, scissors match. And uh, I'm not sure who actually won that. I would hope that the guy who set it up won. If not, well, you know, he wasn't the real Josh Swain. Uh, and then all the rest of them, let's see, I've got a little thing from the article here. The festivity started with a grueling, righteous battle of rock, paper, scissors. Oh, you fucking cuck, the guy who wrote this. <laughs> between, between the Josh Swain from Arizona and another Josh Swain from Omaha. KLKN TV reports that the Arizona student won that competition. Oh, okay allowing him to claim the title of true Josh Swain. The pool noodle competition that followed was open to anyone with the first name of Josh. The victor of the competition was a five-year-old who was uh, coordinated with a Burger King crowd. This, no, fuck that, dude. If I was fighting for Josh Hood, I'm fighting for Josh Hood. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not letting some five-year-old with a pool noodle beat my ass. Like, people are going to find out about this, like, 
Here's the thing. If you're a Josh, let's say you're a Josh and you went to this fight. <coughs> first of all, there's no way you're not telling every single person that you've ever met that you went to this fight. Okay, there's no way. Because if you're Josh, you probably don't live a very exciting life. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know very many celebrities named Josh, nor do I know very many interesting people named Josh. Josh Peck. Josh Peck? Uh, I don't care about Josh Peck. He's attractive now. He's he's gotten a lot better looking, but I just I his personality bums me the fuck out. Yeah. Like I don't know if you've ever like if you watch Josh Peck as far as like cuz he got on I think like the TikTok thing real quick, like right when it started. Uh just like I think he was also on Vine quite a bit. Like he stays with the trends because he was a child star, so he's not that great of an actor now, but he needs to stay relevant enough. Mhm. Uh, but just I just his overall attitude was just such a like a bummer to me, and I love Drake and Josh, but he just has that like that fat guy that got skinny, so now you're a pussy vibe, and it's just like oh what no I was fat and now I'm skinny that means more than other skinny people because mm-hmm. I earned it. It's like all right buddy I get it, but calm the fuck down. You and that pedophile Dan Schneider had one good show. <laughs> You got to fucking smell Miranda Cosgrove's feet behind the scenes uh. and fucking watch Drake Bell fucking change behind the goddamn changing things. Well, that doesn't mean that you're the next Clint Eastwood, you no. fucking silly looking. I don't know. I like Josh Peck. If he ever hears this, this is going to be a real bummer. But fuck you, Josh Peck, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. And yeah, Dan Schneider, he's a pedophile, apparently. I'm just going to start throwing random accusations out there. We uh, We watched that whole video about all the people like coming forward talking about like him wanting to like see their feet and like the auditions where they all had to like take their shoes off and Mm -hmm. then they highlighted all the clips of uh just all the shows that had like feet scenes in it and i'll tell you what it made me dislike josh peck even more all right that's how i feel about the whole thing even though he wasn't even part of the video i just don't like it i don't like him i don't like his attitude and uh, if he was at the Josh fight, I hope he got pummeled by a pool noodle. Also, I'm surprised he's not. You know what I'm saying? With somebody who's trending, trying to trend all the time, you'd think Josh Peck would have probably been at the Josh fight, like, damn near sponsoring it. But, yeah, so my point earlier, though. So, like, let's say you're a Josh, and you went around telling everybody that you went to the Josh battle that, you know, because it's trending. I don't know if you guys have noticed, you know, whoever's listening to this shit, like, there's been a lot of memes about just like, you know, it'll be like a scene from the Avengers, like a still shot, and then it'll just say Josh over everybody's name. and uh, Or it'll be like, you know, like the scene from 300, but everybody's got Josh written on him. So, I, you know, like if you went to that shit and then you find out that the, the victor was a five-year-old and it was a pool noodle competition, you'd probably just not be impressed, honestly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like, oh, you flew to fucking... Arizona to fight people with a pool noodle and you lost to a five-year-old like I don't know I like the five-year-old though I bet he's fucking killing it that kid's the man (laughs) he's got his Burger King crown and uh you know like maybe a medium fries fuck you other John Brush medium (laughs) he's only five he doesn't need a large but yeah no I don't fucking like it let's fucking move on let's move on to him let's move on to another creep and uh I found out some high-level creepy shit the other day and it kind of made me like, I don't know, it made me stop and think for a while. Because at the moment, Impulse, make fun of, laugh, hilarious. Bubbles has his face on his OnlyFans profile. Interesting, right? Okay, so 
two types of people using OnlyFans. Three types of people using OnlyFans. You have your content creators. Hashtag whores that I love. You have your creeps. Hashtag me. And then you have people who are kind of like, like there's been some like podcasts and like comed- like other content creators that aren't necessarily doing sexual things that go on there. Like I know a couple podcasts that have an OnlyFans that'll do like an exclusive episode that's only on OnlyFans, which I'm sure OnlyFans maybe paid them to do that, uh, you know, just to try to make their platform bigger, you know, so it's just not feet pictures. But so this is what's interesting to me. If you're on the side of the creep, right, like you're not you don't have an OnlyFans because you're selling content, but you have an OnlyFans because you want to uh, consume content. You know what I'm saying? You want to be a subscriber to these people. I can't see myself putting my own face or name on that because it seems all sorts of creepy. Like, okay, let's say you're a girl and you were confident enough to finally make one and you're kind of nervous about it. I'll tell you what will make you way more nervous. The guy from your high school whose name and face is on the profile picture that just subscribed to it. Because now, you now you're looking at this guy and, like, first of all, it's like, oh, yeah, thanks for the $4. Please don't screenshot all of this and send it to everybody I know. You know? Like, I would, I don't know. Like, I just feel like, like, I don't even think I made a name when I made an OnlyFans. Because, like, I made my OnlyFans because of the Legion of Skanks, which is a, uh, a very offensive podcast that I love. Uh, and they were doing, like, a thing, like I was saying, I'm pretty sure... OnlyFans had paid them to create profiles on OnlyFans so they could do like explicit or exclusive explicit content on their website and bring more people in besides just, you know, whores. And uh, I watched like an episode too. It was all right. I'm not going all the way to OnlyFans to watch a podcast. Their server doesn't work very well. The website doesn't work very well. Video, it's just, it's kind of broken and young. So it's not something for a podcast. You know, like if it's like a seven second video of some girl giving you the undershot of her ass cheeks, that will load. If it's an hour and a half podcast, OnlyFans just doesn't really have the servers for it. It doesn't really work. Like it always crashes. The page freezes like <laughs> they're just not meant for it. Uh, but yeah, man, Bubbles fucking Bubbles put his fucking face on it. That is absolutely wild. And the reason I found this that we we're talking about OnlyFans, right? Because I was telling him, I was like, dude, like, this is like the fifth girl that I know personally that I found has made an OnlyFans. And I don't, you know, I haven't really spent any money on OnlyFans. I subscribed to some free pages. You know, I've seen some ass, but uh, I haven't, like, given anybody $10 to see their hooter or nothing like that. But so Bubbles, and I was like, that's weird. I was telling Bubbles, like, it's weird. I've been seeing ads for dudes in my OnlyFans feed. And I don't like that at all. Because I'm there to jerk off. I am not on OnlyFans for anything else but to jerk off. Okay? It's like, it's kind of like eating an appetizer before your meal. Like, I go to OnlyFans to scroll around and get my dick hard, then I switch to Pornhub to finish off. You know what I'm saying? Just like I'll get the egg rolls, you know, some spring rolls, and maybe like loaded potato skins. (laughs) before i get like you know like the burger or the steak or something like that you gotta enjoy your meal people you gotta enjoy jerking off so i'm telling him i was like dude i don't know <laughs> uh, so i'm scrolling through this shit and like 
I don't know, like, I just start randomly seeing it'll be like Brad. And it's just a picture. <laughs> it's just like a picture of some Hanes underwear with just a fucking hog hanging out the front. It's like, oh, holy shit, Brad. Like, at least, you know, leave some mystery to it. Let people <laughs> pay before they, you know, you get to sh- see everything. And he goes, yeah, man. Like, I even get dudes, like, subscribing to me. <laughs> subscribing to you? the fuck does that even mean? I was like, are you, are you making content on OnlyFans? He's like, well, I have my picture on it. It's like, Why? He's, he's just like, well, I mean, and asked me for a profile picture and a name. So I just I took a picture and I put it up there. And I shit you not, bro. I checked. So if you go to the Discord real quick, uh, anybody who's listening to this, go to the Discord. This is your opportunity. If you want to see this fucking picture that we're talking about at this very moment, join the Discord. So just go into the shit posting and click on Bubbles. In fact, you can see him on the right over there. He has the same. He's at the top of the offline list. Yeah. He has the same photo for his Discord as he does his OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking bubbles, dude. I can't believe it. I, I, I love it. It's it's just one of those things where it's just like I could not in a million years <laughs> imagine putting not only my name on like something like an OnlyFans, a creeper account, but a full face and then he's getting dudes subscribing to him Ugh. and they're sending him dick pics Ugh. and it's like it, it doesn't even seem like he's mad at it and it's like i don't you know it's like it's a, it's a thing with bubbles so he's definitely he's a virgin right and i don't care if he listens to this fuck him uh so you know he's a virgin and then i love him and he's almost 28 so he might be a little gay he doesn't really know right because i think i think you know i think we like to we like to fall into social norms. We like to fall into like what the media says. And like I think, you know, the people around him and the content that he consumes would make him think that gay's not all right. But he doesn't know if he's gay or not. He's never really tried dick. He's getting dick pics. He's probably getting more dick pics than he's getting titty pics. So if anything, you know, it's gonna start swaying him in that direction. You know what? If anybody's listening to this, join the Discord. Start sending pictures of your dick to Bubbles. <laughs> Adam, he'll add you. He'll add fucking anybody who wants to talk to him. Send your dick pics in. And if you're a chick, pretend to send titty pics and just have it be a dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be like, you know, have like the video of like not your face, but just your like your neck to like your belly button, just your torso. And make it look like in the video thumbnail you're about to take your shirt off. And then just still image of a big fat cock. And then let's see what he does. You know, I think I think it's gonna be like that uh like that thing that they with the dogs where you hit the bell and they get a treat where eventually he's just gonna be gay. He's gonna see a dick and get a hard on because he's so used to it. Uh just being in his world. Are you forcibly trying to make bubbles gay? I think, you know, we're trying to at least do some experiments. It sounds like you're setting them up right now. <laughs> look, look, I'm a man of science. And I think uh, sometimes you have a hypothesis, and you uh, you got to do things to test that theory. You don't just get to make a theory. So I, I wonder if you could genuinely forcibly make somebody gay. You know, like oh, yeah, I'm sure like like they're like genuinely gay afterwards. Like no, I you know they're not forcing me. Like I am gay now. You know, like yeah. <laughs> but you know if you you'd be the first person to you know figure it out. I feel like yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine anybody else is actually genuinely done that i bet you could i bet you can like 
I bet you can at least have like a lot of sway in somebody becoming gay if you get them from like a young age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you yeah. like, if you grow them up to almost to where like that's normal, you know what I'm saying? Like if uh, whatever language you speak around your child will be the language they speak. So if the only sexuality around your child from the youngest age is only same sex, then they'll True. think that that's the normal, and it might not matter whether or not. They were supposed to be gay or not. Psychologically, that's where they'll go. Because, I mean, psychologically, that's where we've gone because we've been told straight was correct the whole way. And then there's the, there's like the pray the gay away people, the people who mm. are clearly gay, but because they were raised so strictly that it's wrong and that straight is correct, they think that they're straight or they think they want to be straight. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure like if, yeah, if you were to do the exact opposite, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. you can have somebody that was supposed to be straight think that they're supposed to be gay and do gay shit it's true yeah yeah that's cool yeah right on we're making people people <laughs> or we're stopping people from being made which i'm always on the side of that i'm on i'm on the side of overpopulated early fucking day let's see oh okay so i did say i posted on the instagram anybody who wanted a shout out uh before the show to hit me up now so shout out to Sexy Jesus, we're going to have him on soon. Shout out to Bubbles, got to me right in time. Shout out to MC Rich. He's a uh, EDM slash country producer from the other side of the country. Uh, shout out Travi P. And shout out to Jared. Fuck yeah. All right. So if you guys want to shout out next week before the, uh, you know what? Just whenever you want. Just say you want one and I'll say it. I don't give a fuck. We got time to kill. I'll just read names. But, uh, so fuck man i got another topic let's go pretending to pick up dog shit okay so we have bubbles's uncle's dog right now his name is rocky and he's this old fucking dying piece of shit chihuahua terrier thing it looks like the devil it looks like a chihuahua that's a little too big and it's all black and it's little pointy ears and just big foggy cataracts in its eyes and it's clearly deaf like it's just the dog's a nightmare but then as soon as you want to go for a walk it's like youth like the dog is back dude this dog fucking lays around in its little dog bed all fucking day that's all it does it lays around and occasionally cries because it wants a treat and then it lays the fuck back down as soon as it the, it sees the leash because it doesn't hear the leash that's for goddamn sure <laughs> Uh, as soon as it sees the leash, then like, oh my god, he's running around in circles, crying, he's making all sorts of noise. You try to put the leash on him, the little fucker thinks like you're trying to hit him, so he tries to run away. And at the same time, he's dancing for the leash, which is just such a weird game to play. It's like, do you want to walk, or do you think I'm going to beat you to death? Because it's going to be one or the other if you don't fucking quit it, quit it. So, part of this dog being old as fucking time is that it's like it does this thing where it like it it produces about a quarter's worth of shit and then it takes one or two steps forward and produces about another quarter worth of shit and its shit is liquid pretty much it's got like the viscosity of conditioner you know it's not like full water it's a little thick but it's like you know like if you were to if you were to pour a little on the ground it would it would have a blob shape it wouldn't just disperse and dry up so he's doing his little thing. He's doing the walking shits. And uh, we're di- I look up and I notice that we are directly across the street from this one guy who's just kind of like a real 
real neighborhood watch kind of fella. Now, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but he, you know, he's just the kind of guy that if you're driving a little too fast down the street, maybe he'll throw a potted plant on your car just to get your attention. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, fuck, I got to pick up this dog shit, but it's liquid and it's the size of a penny and he's doing it in gravel. So what I did was I took the little poo bag and I just picked up a rock and then I walked off with the rock in the bag like it was shit. And then after about four or five houses, I just poured the rock into somebody else's gravel <laughs> and I slipped the bag back into the thing. Because here's the thing, man, I'll pick up shit if it's a big shit. But, I mean, I almost feel like if your dog is under 10 pounds and the shit is liquid, I don't know really what good picking it up is going to do. I don't know what environmental impact it's going to have on the earth if it sticks around, especially if it's just going to get a little gravel. Like, you know, if your dog is like 80 pounds and its shits look like mine, definitely pick it up. You know what I'm saying? Because the youth is going to come get it and break a window with it. And that's not good. You don't want a fucking shit softball coming through your window. That's... That's just, it's not going to uh, smell good. Uh, it's going to be all dried, so it's going to actually, you know, it's going to be kind of hard. And it's either going to explode like a dirt clod against your window, <laughs> or it's going to actually break your window, and now you've got shit and glass in your house. And that's not fun. So then you have to go outside, and you got to punish a youth out in front of all the other ones to make sure that they, you know, everybody gets the picture. You know, I think, I think, you know, back in the day, when you could just open, you know, openly backhand a child to the floor in front of all of his friends, the people were just in line a little, you know, people, you were a little, you know, a little slower to talk back when, you know, when adults were able to just smack you upside their head real quick and make your fucking ears ring. Holy shit, dude. I remember a few times just, just, just ears ringing, lightheaded. It's like, wow, like. I don't. I'm definitely not going to college now. Not after that fucking hit. God damn, dude. So yeah, moral of the story: if you got a little dog and he shits out fucking lotion, I don't think you should have to pick it up. I think it's fine. I still pretended, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what you do. It's kind of like when I go to a party. I don't drink ever. I just don't. I've been drunk like two or three times since I was 21, 28 almost, and uh, which is just it's not my thing. I smoke pot all day every day. All right, pick your vice. Um, but what I will do for the social aspect is if I go to a party, I'll grab like a blue moon or something mm. and I'll just sip on it for the entire day. Like I'll, I'll make it look like maybe it was a different one. Maybe I'll scratch the label off. Maybe at one point I'll pour it into a cup. So it looks like it's not the same one. You know what I'm saying? I've even gone as far as like pouring a beer into an empty beer can before. Just because it was a different label, just because I was I was with the kind of people that like they're gonna point out that you're not drinking, which is also such a weird thing. To I do. hate that. It's such a weird like so much. Why aren't you poisoning yourself? Like whoa, I why are you? I didn't know we were still in college and you know like wasting our fucking life away. It's such a know? weird kind of form of peer pressure. It's like yeah. you're not drinking. What's wrong? Yeah. What do you mean? What's wrong? Hey, yeah, hey. I'm here, aren't yeah, I? I'm not doing, Fuck off! I'm not doing coke either. You gonna yeah. judge me? Yeah. Fucking weirdo! You have like, meth in the back corner too. Yeah. And nobody ever does that for like, like there should be way more pressure on doing good things. Yeah, you know, it's like like you're eating that burger. What the fuck's wrong? That's better than like why aren't you drinking? It should be why aren't you dieting? Yeah, it's like a weird like um like pack mentality almost. You know, when when it comes with drinking, like it's yeah, like a you're, weird. You're standing out. You're not supposed to stand out. Well, it's also just like uh. 
I don't even know if it's so much that. It's just like it's like almost. I almost equate it to like when you walk into somebody's house and take your shoes off, and it's like everyone has to take their shoes off, kind of thing. You yeah. know, it's like when you go to this person's party, their thing is you have to drink a certain amount of beers, or you're not yes. partying truly. And just like I'm here to hang out with you, not fucking forget what happened this evening. You yeah. know, even it's like, but besides the point, like there's no reason to drink beer, also. Or like liquor and stuff. If you maybe you brought weed or stuff, you know. Like I hate when people go like, "You're smoking weed, boy. You're drinking." It's like, okay, like one or the other, motherfucker. <laughs> like yeah. I, I want to be able to get home and like relax and still have my evening to me, you know. Yeah. Also, the people who like, they'll judge you for being the stoner when they're drinking. Yeah. It's like, are we not both just getting you know fucked up in some way? Like, how are you going to take a moral high ground? Like, I get it. And weed people do that shit all the time, too. Everybody fucking yeah, does it. It's true. Everybody takes their drug and tries to pretend like it's the best one. True. What, you do crack? I do meth. You're fucking gross. <laughs> Why would you do crack, dude? You could do meth. It lasts way longer. It's healthier. It's cleaner. You know, you smoke out of a, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you drink? Like, I, I like cocaine. Like, both of them are bad for you. You're gross for drinking. You don't like your liver? Yeah. I've heard people say this argument before. Oh, you're destroying your liver drinking. But they're doing, like, meth and coke and shit. And it's like, well, you're destroying your fucking brain, asshole. Like, who cares? Like, you should be allowed to just get fucked up in the way you want to get fucked up. Mm -hmm. As long as we're all getting fucked up, I think that's what matters. I think it's, like, fine to be like, hey, are you drinking? And it's like, no. It's like, oh, cool. You know, yeah. and just leave it at that, you I, know? I think the only time that it shouldn't, like, the only time where the drug could, should be, like, agreed upon by everybody should be, like, hallucinogens. Yeah. Because you don't want necessarily need a guy who's drunk if everybody's taking acid. Right. Nor, nor do you need a guy who's stoned or on Molly. Stone's probably fine, just as a babysitter. Mm. But you don't you don't need to mix, like, extremes with, like, hallucinogens yeah. like that. You want everybody to kind of be on the same level. Especially, like, you're going to have people, like, freaking out and shit like that. Well, it's like circumstances, right? You know, yeah. certain situations, you know, create certain circumstances, right? Yeah. So Well, it's also, like, there's a... And we've talked about this before... Way too much, especially off the show. But there's also just, like, the magic. If everybody's doing it together, then the guilt and fear mm -hmm. and anxiety's dropped a little bit. That's true. So it's like, let's say you were really afraid to take hallucinogens, but everybody at the party agreed to take hallucinogens. You'll probably be at least a little bit more comfortable and brave in the face of them. But if one guy there isn't on it, you're going to latch to him and you're going to not want to do it because he's not doing it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to let your fear and anxiety stop you from doing it, which isn't necessarily wrong. But I feel like with hallucinogens in specific, it should be like either everybody's on it or, you know, like we, or, you know, maybe you got like a babysitter. But you definitely shouldn't be like mixing like coke and no. acid and same party unless everybody's doing it all together yeah well it's like pack mentality like you were saying you yeah. know like uh you all go down with the troop you know kind of thing yeah um well i also with shrooms too like or like you're saying with acid different types of like psychedelics or hallucinogens in general like you have to really be careful of what you mix and how which ones you do right because yes. if like if some people are on acid and like you're saying, tripping balls and like in their own world while somebody's really loud and obnoxious, like angry, drunk, or like just. I've seen that. Yeah. You know, yeah, like it could cause a lot of problems. Yeah. You know? I, I've seen the anxiety build in somebody who is having a crazy acid trip around yeah. somebody who's belligerently drunk. Same. And it is just so uncomfortable for everyone, mm -hmm. except for the drunk, because the drunk doesn't know. 
Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The, the yeah, drunk just true. thinks it's party time. It's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I've seen people like I've seen people. I've also seen people in like in a shitty mood join into a group where everybody's doing acid, and that's like a weird shit too because like that energy just spreads to everyone. Like like I remember one time I had a couple of buddies who were trying acid because they had like bought a bunch of it, mm. and uh, I was the only one who wasn't on it. Because, like, at the time, like, I had had my first trip and it was horrible. Mm. So I wasn't willing to go back into that world yet. And uh, we got back to, we got to one of the guy's house. And his roommate was hammered. And he was also pissed. He had, like, he wasn't the fun kind of hammered. He was, like, I got fired kind of hammered. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was trying to drink away some real bad memories, whatever happened to that guy that day. And uh, he was almost, like vengeful towards the people on acid like he was so mad that they were having a good time and he was having such a bad time that it was like he was trying to make them have a bad time Aww. like because he's also never had it before so he's just like yeah but i can get these guys to have a bad trip and it's like that's that's uh, i would kick that person out like yeah. hands down yeah like or just like, go go fuck yourself dude yeah. <laughs> like what are you doing god damn yeah and he lived there too so he gotta, oh it's even worse yeah, yeah kick him out for good <laughs> fuck, dude, like, <laughs> yeah yeah because like here here's some like mcdonald's money go fuck yeah. off in one of the fast yeah. food areas bro if acid and like shrooms and all that became like federally recreational legal I think it should be a damn near a crime if you tried to make people go into bad trips, because yeah. you can scare people into like fucking schizophrenia and yeah. shit. I guess you could you could argue, um, uh, was it psychotic damage or something? Yeah, whatever, whatever that emotional term is. trauma. Yeah, yeah, you, you psychological could probably, trauma. You probably could argue that for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah especially yeah. if it's significant enough. You oh know? man, like, and we're getting there too now that we're starting to decriminalize it and shit like mm-hmm, that. Like, mm-hmm. would you ever do a mushroom therapy session? Uh, you mean like like talk about your feelings while on mushrooms kind of thing? Yeah, but it would be more like uh, you know, you're in a lab, and you have scientists with you, oh, yeah. and they give you a dose, and yeah. then they guide you through conversations. Yeah, yeah, I give it a shot for I sure. Would definitely, yeah, I'm definitely um is emotion pretty emotionally stable. You yeah. know, yeah. like when I again, I haven't taken acid or anything like that, but mushrooms for sure. Um, that kind of stuff definitely. Uh, I get more of the 3D effects, the visual kind of stimulation, you know. Yeah. I don't really get in my own head very often, you mm-hmm. know, and it doesn't really translate as such. Again, I haven't done the extreme stuff, you know, but the um, the lower level, quote unquote, stuff that you have done before. I've never really had a emotional or psychological reaction. It's always been like, you know, um, through everything's popping out like a like a one of those pop up books and everything. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. Well, colors are super vivid, um, that kind of thing really. Yeah. You know? I've heard um Duncan Trussell describe it as like there's two routes that happen when you take acid. You either get to go on this like roller coaster, like this beast, like you get to like it's a fun time. Hmm. Like it's all it's all visuals and it's happy and it's fun and it's great or instead of it being a roller coaster ride it's more like a vision quest and like it's 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 almost like it's like your light in your hand that guides you towards all these like emotions and feelings and beliefs and uh epiphanies of some sort mm-hmm. and that the interesting is that you never really get to choose which one you're going to take like there's people who take acid or mushrooms or DMT in the in the hunt for a vision quest and they end up just having a good time mm-hmm. and there's people who go in there for a good time and end up on a fucking vision quest yeah and uh i've also heard a lot of people through the earwood vault 
that describe like it'd be people who like these are people who've taken it a lot like a lot a lot mm-hmm. and uh, they would say like the first few times that they would try mushrooms or acid that it wouldn't really ever break them like like kind of the same thing like it was just like you know i didn't have any crazy moments but you know everything was pretty and it was a good time mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then one day it finally does and it's like a fucking like it's like obliterating it's almost like mm-hmm. and i've noticed this and this is a this is like a theory i've come up to in my own brain from like the studies of Terence McKenna and Paul Stanley right. and John Hopkins and uh you know the Irwood Volt it's it's almost like mushrooms not only does mycelium seem to have its own mind in a sense but it's almost like it tricks you and tempts you into taking the dose that you need hmm. you know cuz it it's like it'll be like you know somebody will take an eighth and they won't have that crazy trip and therefore they'll be more confident the next time and maybe they'll take more and more until the day that they finally were confident enough to break onto the other side. Right. Yeah, yeah. like it's almost like it's a oh, beguiling. Yeah. Beguiling. Beguiling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a. It looks like it's going to be a good time, but really, it's fuck. It's going to be. Deceptive. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, I also think a lot of it has to do with your own psychology, uh, psychology, right? Like, hundred percent, and how willing you are to let the ride go yeah. you know because there's plenty of people who go like oh yeah i'll be totally fine on shrooms and then whether they realize it or not they take whatever the psychedelic and the maybe they're trying to fight back the urge of being completely taken over by the drug or yeah. uh they're trying to not think about certain things to trigger you know it becomes like a battle right yeah and it's uh, a lot of people don't really think about that going in it's like you have to really be willing to take a back seat and just relax and let your body just do its thing yeah. you know and dude a lot of people don't have that comfortability with themselves to mm. do that you know it's yeah. a, it's a really it's a huge acceptance thing you well, know yeah, yeah yeah so when i describe my first lsd trip i always say it was like the best and worst day of my life uh-huh. cuz i did that in particular mm-hmm. i did i did fight it mm-hmm. i didn't want to let it take me mm-hmm. i was on a roller coaster trying to get out of the seat the whole time while yeah. i was moving yeah yeah and uh, it was fucking horrible, dude. Like, yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah, I didn't get to accept it. Let me lay out this day, and the 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 characters in this story will have fake names. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, me, Charles, and David. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's say, yeah, me, Charles, and David. One day, I'm cleaning my room. It's a it's a hot summer day in August, and uh, while I'm doing this deep cleaning, I find two double stacks of Molly. Now, a double stack is two doses in one pill. Right. So. I, I come out and I show it to my buddies, and one of them, who's taken quite a bit of this with me in the future, in the past, was like, "Fuck yes, let's do it right now." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, okay, like I'll take one, you take one." Person three, Mr. Charles, and again, like these are fake names to keep these people safe. So Mr. Charles, he decides that he's willing to try it, and we're just like, "Whoa!" Like this guy's never done any drugs before. Like, you know, this is like a, a beer kind of guy, you know, like this is like a I drink beer. That's my drugs. You know what I'm saying? He was very he was just raised in a different like he was like a Midwesterner, you know, so drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. Stay away from them. Believe in Jesus. Drink a beer. Get a truck. You know, Chevy ribbon bow tie. Not quite a bubble f- uh, Bible thumping. But yeah. Yeah. You know. Not a Bible thumper, but definitely from the at least from the same crop. Mm hmm. Um, so I was like, holy shit, like, well, I only have two of these. So we decided, like, let's break it up 
and then snort it. So that way all three of us get it. Holy shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so my buddy grabs it and he puts it all on a mirror and he takes a credit card and chops it all down as fine as he can. Mm-hmm. Not well. Not well whatsoever. <laughs> Super shardy. Yeah, very shardy. So <laughs> we all snort it. Of course, like, he, uh, luckily I didn't get a nosebleed, but the guy who cut it up did, which made me happy. Because I was like, fuck you. You wanted to be Mr. Cool. Because he was Mr. Cool. That's yeah. what it was. He was yeah. just like. Let me chop it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to have the experience, the life memory of chopping up a fine white powder on a mirror <laughs> one time. Let me do it. And I'm just like, yeah, Mr. Cool Guy, go do it. Then he does it poorly. <laughs> so I was just... <laughs> he's so confident going into it. And it's just like, yeah, I'm glad your fucking nose is bleeding, you fucking <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's you get. Yeah. So we, we, snort the, uh, we snort the molly as a team. Mm-hmm. And then... Same guy, Mr. Mr. I don't do drugs. He goes, hey, man, don't you have like a bunch of acid laying around? Oh, no. And I was like, I do. <laughs> Just back to back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I do have a bunch of acid. Where are, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, why, why are we doing this? Today? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and mind you, again, this is summer. It is a hot day. Oh, yeah. It's the worst combination yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah. So we all grab the acid and this stuff is supposed to be. I, I'm told that this is supposed to be like some of the strongest shit you can get your hands on mm-hmm. because, you know, like I'm not, you know, I just I knew a fella who knew a fella that likes science mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> chemistry more precisely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, we all take this shit and like the other two guys, they were fine. Uh, the uh, the Midwesterner played basketball. In the 110 degree weather for like six hours straight. <laughs> what a baller! S- says he never. Ah, uh, literally. <laughs> <laughs> said he never. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says he never felt it. He was out there dunking. He was catching rebounds. He's a fucking six five, fucking 300 pound man. He's out there fucking sprinting. Never felt the acid. He says. Wow. Um, the second guy. Now he's kind of going back and forth. I'm sitting in the garage. And Charles is outside playing basketball. Mm. So David, he's kind of like he wants to go play basketball, but he's fat and it's hot and he's on <laughs> drugs. So he's not good at it, nor does he have like he's just sweating. He's uncomfortable. He doesn't like it. Yeah. So then he'll come back into the garage with me and I'm sitting there sweating, not having a good time. <laughs> so he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be here either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'd set up the house as like a uh, it was like a, the living room was like a safe zone. I blacked out all the windows. I got nice. every I got every fan of the fans out of the bedrooms, the fucking AC, the lights are off, uh, it's cold, it's the exact opposite of the rest of the fucking world at this moment. So I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna go in the safe room and go hang out. And I'm, I'm so, so I'm sitting there, just alone with my thoughts, just wired up. I can hear the fucking, I can hear the the basketball just fucking thumping off the backboard in the backyard, <laughs> and I start hearing these helicopters. And it sounded oh like no. it sounded like not only was there a few, but they were close and they were low. <laughs> so then I was like, "Oh fuck, man!" Like I asked my buddy, I was like, "Did you hear the helicopters?" And he says yes. And to this day, he says yes, but Charles says no. Charles was what? outside. Oh my god! Charles was the only one outside, yeah. and he says he didn't hear him or see him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Charles is like, I don't, I don't feel his ass at all. His eyes are like super dilated. Yeah, he's sprinting. He can't even see his pupils anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's sprinting back and forth, throwing, hurling this basketball across the yard, 
And yeah, he, of course he didn't fucking see the helicopters or feel he has it. So, so, so now I'm insecure. I don't know if I heard these helicopters or not. And I don't have any way of knowing if it's true. And uh, so, yeah, I'm in the living room. And here comes Charles and David. And for some reason, I don't know why they did this. They walked in in a single file line behind each other hmm. quietly. And then they took their place on the couches. So now I'm so confused. It's like a library. Because I'm just like, are we, are they here? Or do I think they're here? Because I've never tried acid. Yeah. And I'm on Molly. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh, okay. If they're here, they're being quiet and that's weird. Yeah, you think they're aberrations or yeah. something. And if they're not here and I find out, I am not going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I remember thinking it's like if I, if I make a sound and they don't respond and they're not here, I'm... <laughs> Going they, straight they to like, the same side. <laughs> <laughs> they like fade out, like where they're sitting and stuff, like ghosts. Yeah, oh. They both look at me, but then fade out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, so, oh, no. So instead of trying to get their attention, what I did was I got up and I stood up against the wall and I got as close as I could to the wall with my back, which is also something apparently I do when I'm blackout drunk. Like for some reason, whenever I get out of my own state, I'm like a robber that's trying to hide from like the police, like like old school, like where I think I can hide up against the wall in the darkness and disappear. So I'm up against the wall and I'm hiding from darkness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. David, David looks over at me and he goes, what the fuck are you doing? And I go, I don't know. And he goes, well, come sit on the couch. Now I know he's real. I'm like, cool. Okay, fine. So... <laughs> so <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, sorry, I don't know, can you imagine what? Because they're tripping balls too, right? Yes. So I wonder if that triggered them to think weird shit too. They must have been, right? <laughs> like, is, is John a secret agent right so now? Yeah, What's happening? So far, nobody's made a sound. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so I decide David's real, and I can come sit with him. And uh, I take the first step, and this I'll never forget. I don't. I just don't think I ever will. I don't think I could forget this if I wanted. I took that first step and I just got overwhelmed with the craziest, strongest feeling of sadness I've ever had. Oh no. And I'm talking about like when my older cousin Robbie died. I yeah. remember I remember the memorial seeing a picture of him and then not looking up from my hat for the rest of the memorial because I was crying in it. Right, right. And I was sadder than that. Ooh. Like I remember I took that first Yikes. step and I didn't have a memory I was latched onto. Mm -hmm. I didn't have something to be sad about. But I was just devastated, and I hit the, my knees instantly and started <laughs> crying, just bawling, crying, dude. Now David's like, now what the fuck are you doing? And I looked up, immediately stopped crying, and I was like, oh I don't know. Oh, my God, you're crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so he's like, what are you doing? And I looked over, and I was like, I don't know. And I got up again, like I wasn't even crying, and I sat down on the couch with him. <laughs> Your face is still red from yeah. the previous tears. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. I'll swallow it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't breathe through my nose or anything. But I don't even know that I just cried. I'm just like chilling, like nothing happened. <laughs> Bro, you okay? Yeah, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man! And then the next twelve hours was just me either taking a shower to snap out of it for short bursts of time. Oh yeah, fuck that. Because yeah, I would like. I think I took. I had to have taken. It's so hard to know because I was on acid. It felt like I took at least ten showers in that twelve hours. Cause, Jesus, because this is what happened. Is it's I was, a lot of water. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 
Uh, like, you were, were you in there for like more than like a couple minutes, like 10 minutes? I think I was probably in there for like 10 minutes. I think what was happening. That's not so bad, I guess. What was happening was I was going in there and I was turning it on cold. And I Ooh. was standing in the cold water because as soon as it would hit me, I would snap back into reality. Makes sense. But then, and I would finally, I would snap back into reality to be comfortable enough to get out of the shower. And then I would dry off and it would come back. <laughs> yeah, just get exactly. pulled back right in. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it just exactly kept pulling me back over and over again. And that's why I kept taking showers. And like, I remember trying to go to sleep. I remember trying to play basketball. Like, mm-hmm. I suffered. And the reason I suffered, to go back to the very beginning of why this story started, the reason I suffered was because I wasn't willing to let myself go into this trip. I yeah. was fighting it. I yeah. was scared. I was yep. wondering why I was feeling these things, seeing these things. I remember I tried to play GTA. I remember thinking to myself, like, play some GTA. Just drive around. It'll have something for your brain to focus on. But it was too fast. Mm-hmm. Like, the cars were too fast, so my yeah. eyes couldn't keep up and I'd yeah. crash. Uh, you get stressed out because you're not doing so well. Yeah, I remember trying to watch TV and, like, the box would stay in one place, but it was like the image was like super far away, like I couldn't see it. Ooh. Uh, and then like the voices would every now and then like switch to like a lower octave. Oh like, fuck that! Yeah, that so, that freaked me out for sure. Yeah. So like I just I started really just plummeting into this dark, horrible space. Yeah. And then like it would feel like ten minutes would go by, and then it would restart, and we would say the same things, watch the same thing on the TV hear the same line, like lines laugh. Oh. like like a like a record was skipping yeah isn't that there's a term for that isn't that isn't that that happens on acid i yeah. heard yeah um, I, I don't know remember what the term is but i did later find out like this. you get stuck in stuck in a weird logic loop or something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know I've, I've definitely i've i've read that this happens to other people which is fantastic it's weird i was stuck in that loop and i was freaking out and i was scared and i wasn't letting the drugs oh, bet. take me so then I was naturally really afraid of hallucinogens. Mm-hmm. And I see why people would be naturally afraid of hallucinogens, especially if they took it and had that experience. Mm-hmm. But then we had Shroomcast. And, uh, you know, if you guys have a 100 episode, you know, if you happened to have caught it before it disappeared, because lo and behold, by the time you listen to this episode, you're going to check back and notice all the episodes are gone. Uh you know, there was allegedly a hundredth episode where maybe somebody took shrooms. And I remember allegedly. Being, yeah. And I just remember being so much more open to the idea of the ride. And just yeah. and just thinking it's like, look, bro, if this goes happy, if it goes sad, lean into it, embrace it, see where it goes. And I think when you're allowing yourself to open up to these kind of powerful psychedelic drugs, uh, one, you're allowed to create no neural passages in your brain. Right. But two, it, it allows you to drop your ego and explain your traumas. So in a therapeutic sense, like let's say, like, okay, here's a statistic. I don't know that I believe it, right? I've heard that one in four men were molested when they were little. Oh. And that, you know, that could very much really? be true. I have my own memory. It might have been molesting. It might not have been. And it really depends on the age of the person that I mean, did it. Yeah, and, and circumstances and like yeah, yeah, you know, it makes sense. You know, so it's like I can see it. I could kind of believe it. Like maybe I was molested. Sure, we'll get into that one day on a therapy session. But like, I think uh, for most men, though, the idea of being molested or raped in any sense of way 
makes you feel so like weak hmm. that for your own ego, there's no way that you would ever admit it. Mm-hmm. Because the statistic was like one in four men get molested, but only one in a hundred admit to it. Right. Uh, so I think possibly the beauty of mushrooms and therapy would be allowing people to drop that ego and really identify and face their traumas mm-hmm. in a way that they couldn't in a normal state. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, really. Like uh you there's a lot of research on uh psychedelics and mushrooms specifically um giving you that uh door if you will to accept like whatever your traumas are you know or at least look at them in a way that you haven't before and it's like it's that same thing you know like uh, we talk about all the time where you can hear the same advice from a million different people but then that one person comes along and says it it's just a slightly different way you know i think you hold more value in this person mm -hmm, for some reason yeah or whatever breaks through right or whatever something like whatever the situation is right i think mushroom kind of mimics that same idea that yes. it puts the stuff you already know and kind of rephrases or it forces your brain to look at it a different way you know yeah. you're in a different state that you haven't felt before that lets you you know again like i'm not I, i've never been the emotional type as far as psychedelics go so i haven't experienced that per se yeah. you know but i totally understand the willingness to let your brain go that direction and then like afterwards i think especially after taking mushrooms the um what you do afterwards and if you sit there and think about it and try to Mm -hmm. rationalize and kind of put it together you know that helps a lot some people i can see it being more of like you're trying to rationalize your trip yeah you know you could ruin it but i honestly i just i've always been the type that like i think about how my brain works, what my behavior is like, yeah. why I'm reacting this way, you yeah. know, um, just because like the brain's a computer, really, like well, yeah, just yeah, the yeah, way definitely. you do things. And um, I think mushrooms is a great outlet, you know, for if you're experiencing genuine trauma and you want and you are ready, not 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 that you want to, because everyone wants to f- solve their problems, course, you know, but yeah. you have to be ready. And if you are ready to take mushrooms and approach that whatever trauma in a different way you know that mushrooms is like a gateway to help you move on beyond that and grow new neurons grow new perspective whatever you know and uh i don't know i think it's a i think it's a good thing that i think everyone should try at least once yeah you know um no matter even if you're like the controlling type and you just like you don't drink you don't you're sober because you want to control every part of your body and that's yeah. fine that's yeah. fine i respect it i get you it. know but i don't know just you get an experience out of doing mushrooms that you can't really get anywhere else. And that's one of the reasons I don't like doing acid too much because mm. same thing, more intense, but way too long. Like way, way too, fucking, too long. fucking long. Yeah, you that, know? that's why I always suggest mushrooms over acid and why I love mushrooms but somehow don't love acid. Because mm. people look at me like when I'm crazy when I am say that. They're like... You like mushrooms, but you don't like acid? It's like, of course I don't fucking like acid. Yeah, dude. What are you talking about? I'm trying to trip for my entire day I like, and a half. I like working out. I don't like steroids. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'll drink yeah. an energy drink. I yeah. don't need fucking HGH. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, dude. You know, relax. You know, just enjoy the party. <laughs> but yeah, so the other thing, though, is, and to touch on what you said, mm. um, you know, I also say that that LSD story was the best day of my life. Well, yeah. Because that, you know, uh, people hear that story and there's no way they think that was a good day. 
you know, and they wonder <laughs> for valid reasons. Yeah, they're just like, well, how can that be the best day of your life? Like, didn't you like graduate high school or get pussy once? It's like, yeah, definitely. Those were great days. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, I like how graduating high school was like on the on the bar for sure. Like, I feel like that is besides the point. But I feel like everyone is kind of like, yeah, high school, whatever. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the graduation itself is just such a special true. fun day. That's true. Uh, it's like it's like one, for some people, it's one of the only times that they get to be cheered for in front of an audience. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm that asshole that skipped my college graduation because I didn't give a shit. So, like, oh yeah, I mean, college. I was know. gonna say, wait a minute. So we were there together. Yeah, yeah, high yeah. School graduation. Well, no, high school for sure. Yeah, but yeah. like, I mean, if I could, I probably would skip the high school one too. I just, I just never. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the reason though, um, I say it was the best day was because I was able to like go back later years later Mm -hmm. and look at why i had that bad trip and it's like part of that bad trip of course was the fact that i wasn't willing to let go Mm -hmm. and that i fought the drugs and therefore got to just deal with bullshit yeah but the other reason that that bad trip was so good was because the reason it was a big reason it was bad was because i was attacking myself I was asking myself a lot of questions at 21 that I didn't have answers for. It's true. At this point, I'd never lost a pound in my life. This is before. This is way before I took like that first big weight loss journey. Mm-hmm. At this point, I didn't know I wanted to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. I was just working for Gergen Spoils with no direction. I didn't, uh, you know, the, there was one girl that I'd ever really felt real love for and was uh, rejected hard, hard rejected. So, like, I was wondering, like, am I ever going to find love? Am I going to find the career that I'm supposed to be in, a purpose in my life? Can I lose weight or is the problem with my leg going to be too much? Am I this special person that I think I am or am I just some failure that's really good at talking and convincing people that I'm special? And I think uh, going back later and identifying all these things was the reason I was able to beat all of them. I think even though I had... This horrible day. I like to I like to reference it as like a yard sale. Like I basically I took all my traumas. I had my little table, like this plastic table that we're in front of now. Mm-hmm. I had my little table and I was ready for my yard sale. I had all my trauma in boxes. Now instead of pulling out a piece of trauma, putting it on the table, looking at it, giving me my little last memory with it before I sell it to somebody, price tagging it, and putting it per, like in its respected place on the table. I picked up the boxes all at once and just dumped them on the table and started rubbing my face around in them and fucking <laughs> just like grabbing things, looking at it and throwing it. So I was like, it was like I just threw it on the table. I was like, you're fat. You're not going to lose weight. This girl didn't love you. You don't know what you're going to do with your job. Ooh, you have yeah. asthma and you're never going to get past it. Your parents yeah. don't love you. Your dad's never going to really respect you because you didn't join the military. And I, like, it just wasn't like a. It wasn't a thing where I was looking at these things and being like, this is an issue. Let's deal with it. It was more just, here's all your issues. Mm, So, yeah. But because I threw them all on the table, because I was willing to attack myself basically with the LSD, I was able to identify all of it. I was able to start thinking, like, why do I respond in certain situations? In certain ways. Do you, you mean uh, post psychedelics or pre? While you're on psychedelics, post way okay. post yeah, years yeah. later. Okay, years later, I was finally able to because, like, okay, so to to make the story make more sense, mm. around episode twenty five of the show, I remember Mike saying uh, a funny joke 
that we should do shrooms for the 100th episode. Mm-hmm. And that we won't take them, wink, wink, and we'll lie and we'll just say we took them and pretend we were on shrooms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Which is kind of hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> and I was terrified. Because one, my only psychedelic experience was a really bad LSD trip. Two, now I might, might be mimicking this on a microphone. Mm, yeah, so, in front of, in, well, two people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and prospectively, maybe to thousands. Yeah. Which is worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like, I was afraid and I was like, oh man, like, I don't want to have a bad trip. I don't want to take mushrooms. And now, not only do I know that it's coming, I have a 75 week timer. Oh, yeah. So the anxiety slowly yeah. sets in. Yeah. I have 75 yeah. weeks, dude. I've got, what is that? Fuck 184 that, days, probably. Do the math. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I've got 75 weeks to be absolutely fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was scared. I was nervous. I kept saying that we should do something else. I don't think it's a funny idea. I was trying to say, like, I don't think it's going to be funny. Like just to try to get us yeah. away from the, just trying to get us away, from the, <laughs> yeah, just steer yeah. in a different direction. Yeah, and here's my co-host looking at me like the fucking devil. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's grinning, horns yeah. on, like, everything. I know, I know we're gonna get them. We're gonna get the best ones. Yeah, yeah. The strongest ones. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about what your feelings <laughs> are right now. <laughs> so yeah, so I was so scared that it forced me to be like, okay, like, why? Why were we scared? Right. We had the bad trip. Why was the trip bad? Well, the trip was bad because of X, Y, Z. So I figured out, well, one, I didn't accept it. I didn't open up, which for Shroomcast, I definitely was more accepting and more open. Two was because I I had listed out all those traumas. And uh, I think if I would have accessed those traumas again while I was on psychedelics, Mm -hmm. that I would have no control but to start spewing them all out like i just did five minutes ago on the podcast right right, right. uh which is fine because now i'm a better person anyway i'm past all that shit yes but, sir uh, but uh so i knew that my issue was that i didn't necessarily like myself or some of the decisions i've made mm-hmm. so i decided to start confronting things and it, it started slow by like you know why do i think i don't deserve love you know what I'm saying? And then it started getting deeper and deeper to, like, why, you know, I've let anxiety stop me from making big decisions. Mm-hmm. Why I've let anxiety uh, really just control me in so many different ways on things that I can have control over. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was sad that I was such a big guy. And I was also, at the same time, never really putting in the real effort to get rid of it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I was always anxious about what people thought about me. But, again... I wasn't taking control of it Mm -hmm. Uh, and just all these other things. So uh, even though that LSD trip was so bad and so scary and uh, something that I'll never forget in my entire life, it was also so good because I finally figured out what was wrong with me and I was able to start fixing it, start working on it. Yeah, I did. It came a long way. Came a long way, but I definitely still think if I can get down with like a therapist and some mushrooms, bro, see some real fucking healing, dude. Yeah, man. It's working for, uh, like right now it's mostly for the extremes, you know, rape victims and PTSD. Right. Uh, which I think, God, dude, if, if you're either, you know, unfortunately a victim of rape or a victim of having to have killed another person and started reflecting on who that person might have been, 
them. God, yeah. it's so wonderful that these days we're finally allowing people to do this. Oh yeah, give them an outlet to some give degree. Give them an outlet. Yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. with the you know, it's not just a fun trip and some scientist talking to you. Right. Like it's actual like chemical things are going on in your brain to help you change. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that we weren't able to do it for so long is such a bummer. But the yeah, fact that we can now is so cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's because of the uh, the stigmas attached to it all. The propaganda. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, fucking, I'm sure everybody listening to this could have guessed, got right into mushrooms. Yes, sir. No shit. Big though, John though gets to talk by himself without the co-host <laughs> and he gets right into the fucking mushrooms. <laughs> though, I do, I will, I will, uh, I'll never forget when... Um, uh, we finally are, you know, allegedly uh, setting up for the the episode, right? Yeah. You know, we're we're dishing out the doses. I remember you were ha- coming up with all these different, um, like, yeah, this is a regular dose, and this is a hero's dose, and this is w- whatever yeah. the yeah. the chart was for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it and was micro, uh, regular, and hero. Nice the doses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I remember Mike took a certain amount. Gave you a big ass handful, I yeah. remember, and Way then I much. got I got a solid handful too, and I just, just yeah. threw it in, you know. And I remember uh, as you're tossing it in, uh, Mike's get distracted or something, and I remember you leaning forward and just giving me a portion. Yeah. I just don't even, th- I just yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. thank you, dude. I was so nervous for that show. We went to Seven Eleven before we got to the studio, mm-hmm. and I left all the snacks that I purchased on the counter. Oh, no, no. I pay. I got like no. twelve dollars worth they of didn't munchies. Didn't say anything. No, those no. fuckers. It was like dumbass. <laughs> Thanks for the free money, asshole. I bought all these snacks, bro. Just left them right on the fucking counter, dude. <laughs> God, I'm so upset. I you would expect them to at least like run out with the snacks, you know, and go like, hey, you you know, forgot your thing. Like, uh, yeah. come back, stupid. You know, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh shit! I got a voicemail from a number that I don't have saved, but I recognize. All right, so we got more topics here. Uh. I'm excited for this. Mm. So I had a funny delivery story. Oh, boy. And uh, this is one that I'm going to open up to the Discord listeners. So I was uh, I work for Gergen's Wiggles Pizza, and right now there's a giant pandemic crossing the world, whether or not you believe in it or not. But we have these like little policies where we're not supposed to just hand people the food. Uh, so they give us these cardboard things that we fold, and it looks like a pizza box. And you put it on the ground, and then you put the pizzas on that. That way, nobody's food's touching the ground. So I come up to this house, and let me paint a picture for you. We're talking no dirt in the yard. I mean, no grass in the lawn, just dirt and ragweeds. We're talking white Jeep Rubicon with a metal militia sticker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We're talking, we're, we're, we're talking about trash in the yard, just, you know, really my kind of people. And uh, I put the, hold on, is that 8561? What? Let me see that phone number from here. I think it's uh, I think that, the I, weed man. I think it is the weed people. I think they called me, too. Be right back. I wonder if that's who that fucking voicemail was. So, okay. So, I'm, uh, I put the food on the, the little pizza pedestal, as we call it. And a little girl and her twin sister opens the door. Cute little kids. They're like five. Uh, and they're little hoodies that have... They're like furry hoodies, but like appropriately for children. And she's got a full-grown German Shepherd. And uh, the first thing she does is she opens the door. She sees me. She says, hi, really happy. And then the dog barks a little. And she does the cutest thing I've ever seen. She gasps. And she puts her hand on the dog's chest. 
like the white blonde lady in King Kong trying to tell him not to kill all the people with the fucking chloroform or whatever. So I'm like, oh, but still not getting anywhere near a child or two with the big dog. Because if I had a big dog and I had a daughter, I would hope that it would murder anybody that came near the daughter. So I'm going to play my cards right and be cool about the dog. So a little girl walks up, no parents for some reason. I'm sure they're a smoke pot or something, white Jeep Rubicon. Uh, and fucking she picks up the pizza one hand by the corner picks up the box and i see the whole thing go vertical box is still closed and i go no 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 no, no, no. be careful and i take a step forward dog immediately starts barking we got saliva going we got fur up in the air we got thousands if not millions of dead unfortunate jewish people in the eyes behind this german shepherd so i was like never mind that piece is fucked so now so now I'm watching this like little girl destroy this family's food. And she grabs the other pizza and again I'm like, "Oh, be careful, be careful." And then again it's vertical. She it's like it's too heavy for. Her. So she does it like with somebody who has a big dumbbell or something. She picks it up with the one hand, gets it across, like swings her arm to get it across the threshold of the door and then just drops it on the ground. And finally I hear the mom go, what are you doing opening the door by yourself? And I was gone. I I was out that motherfucker, dude. I was not taking the chance. Because one, didn't want to argue with the customer. If she would have tried to argue with me, I don't know what I would have said. It's like, look, first of all, your child opened the door. I'm not a parent. I'm sorry. It seems like a good way to get the kid abducted. Two, German Shepherd. You know what kind of dog you own. The things are kind of scary. I fucking love them. They're one of my favorite breeds. They get hip dysplasia real young. That's a real fucking bummer. Don't breed dogs. You're making them cripple. But that's not the point. The point is, is that I'm not getting bitten by your stupid fucking dog to save your pizza. Because it's happened before and it's not going to happen again. I pledged that I would no longer get bit by dogs for pizza. I got bit on the ass by a Rottweiler. I got bit on the leg by a Chihuahua, which was adorable. I've had a dog try to get in my car before, almost successfully. Uh, Not happening. Not fucking happening. And I'll tell you what. The people never called and complained about their food. So what I did, out of the kindness of my heart, is I went back to the store and I made them a free order and had somebody else bring it to them without them ever asking. So, for the Discord, this is what I'm asking of you. Leave me a voicemail. What would you have done in the situation? Would you have said fuck it and you try to save the pizza? Would you have left as soon as the kid opened the door? If you were the customer, could you be mad? Like, could you be mad if you were the customer? Would you really be pissed off if some dude didn't want to get bit by your fucking dog? And, you're, you know, and like, because it's saving your child? And three, just call me a fat bitch if you want. I don't give a shit. Leave me a voicemail. I fucking need it. Yahweh be with you. Motherfucker. All right. So, that's uh, that concludes that story. Leave me your voicemails, and we'll get back to them next week if anybody's got anything interesting enough. Now, so we've only got 15 minutes left. Uh, there was a couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, let's see. Real quickly, UFC 261 last night. I know you guys don't care about the UFC, but this is a little wild. Chris Weidman 
kicked Uriah Hall in the leg, and his leg went backwards like Gumby was getting thrown off a cliff. Horrifying. Go watch the video. I don't even need to speak on it. Just go watch it. If, even if you're not a UFC fan, if you want to watch some leg, some guy's leg go full Gumby, this is the video for you. Also, I watched the UFC post-fight conference, which I've never done before, and like, there was just this one guy. I, I don't know who the fuck, like, why, but his only questions he would ask the fighter, it'd be like, oh, Kamar Usman, you and Rose Namajunas had the same coach. Whose after party is it going to? And then the fighter would be like, what? You're retarded. And then they would go to the next fighter and be like, oh, Rose Namajunas, you and Kamar Usman had the same coach. Whose after party is he going to? And the next guy, he'd be like, oh, hey, Valentina Shevchenko. You have you and uh, this guy's got the same coach. Who's after parties he going to? Is that the only question you brought to this? Like, you really only care about who's party, who's going? Is this like a COVID thing? Like, you're trying to scam people into saying that they're fucking not socially distancing? Or do you just have an MMA party website where you follow who is fucking partying where and doing <laughs> what? Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, just so fucking, it's just such a waste of a fucking journalistic spot. Like, whose party are you going to? It's like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> like, everybody else has all these crazy technical questions. And then that's all he's got for everyone. Not one fighter, fucking everyone. Maybe he's a journalist that's just skimming by. <laughs> he doesn't know anything about UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the only question he goes to. They only send him there because the leg break. And he's <laughs> like, well, I guess I got to get interview questions from everybody. And uh, <laughs> so, okay, so we want to get, I want to get into a segment here. It's a new segment on the show. It's going to be called Thickness versus the Internet. Now, this is kind of vague. Thickness versus the internet could be all sorts of things. I might just go on Omegle and start screaming at people. I might read, like, an article. I might challenge something that's woke. But today, we are talking about my boy, Sean Lachey Amour Jr., and he is the next coming messiah. Thomas, can we play this video real quick? Sure. All praise be to Yahweh. I am the coming messiah. My only goal is to enter heaven. I am the coming messiah. My mission is to build a tabernacle. I am the coming Messiah. I don't quit. I won't lose. I will conquer. My name is Sean Lachey Armour Jr. And I am the coming Messiah. Uh. Yahweh be with you. I'm not going to lie. It goes kind of hard, honestly. Like, like Yeah, you, uh, could, you could put a, a probably a pretty nasty. You know what? Uh, for any of the viewers listening, if any of you guys know how to make beats music, yeah. uh, send in a track of that over with a huge uh, like trap beat on top of it, yeah. and we'll ho- we'll we'll feature it on the show. We'll play it. We'll put it on the website if yeah, you guys yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Bro, I fucking love it. This guy is a baller. So okay, so let's play a little bit of it again. A little bit of it again. Okay, from the beginning. Yeah, and then you can stop it at like twenty seconds. Cool. All praise be to Yahweh. I am the coming Messiah. Uh. My only goal is to enter heaven. I am the coming Messiah. Uh. My mission is to build a tabernacle. I am the coming Messiah. Pause uh. it. Okay. This Sorry. guy is going so fucking hard. <laughs> we are going to get into heaven. I am the coming Messiah. <laughs> <laughs> when I trap, I trap with gold teeth. I am the coming Messiah. <laughs> You gotta come to my church and drink the Kool Aid. I am the coming Messiah. <laughs> Yahweh be with me. <laughs> I fucking love this guy, dude. I love this shit. He's the fucking man. Yeah, my fofo, make sure all your kids don't grow. I am the coming Messiah. <laughs> 
yo, we out here, bro. We out here. We got spinners. We got we got low. We got forties. We got shorties. We got the weed. And you know what? I am the coming Messiah. <laughs> Yahweh be with you. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Hold on, hold on. I, I, I like. I just. Oh my god. I fucking love this. I I love this guy so much. Yeah. So okay, I, I found out about him because of actually the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. Uh, this guy apparently. Okay, so he's the coming Messiah. He's saying that he's brought from Yahweh. So Yahweh, W, uh, H. No, Y-H-W-H. So where that came from originally was uh, uh, Hebrew. So when Moses was speaking to God in the form of the burning bush, allegedly, uh, he, uh, he said that he was sent to him by Yahweh, the God of the ancients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when God was trying to explain to moses how to explain this to other people he said that uh to just say that like he was like the lord or this very specific uh hebrew word so when that hebrew word got translated into text uh it was it was yahweh Mm. but then they changed a couple letters or added it to make it adonai so it's spelled like it's still spelled like yahweh but there's got a couple like vowels in it and somehow that translates to reading it as Adonai. And Adonai is like, that's God for the Hebrew. And then when that was translated into English by the Christians, somehow that became Jehovah. So basically Yahweh is like the God of gods. And Jehovah is Yahweh. And this guy is sent by Yahweh, which makes him... A god on the level of the same gods that the Christians pray to, I think. He holds a big steel rod, which is dope. He wants to build a tabernacle, which to me is just some weird private school from first to fifth grade with a church attached to it. Uh, but he's passionate and he's real. And I think I, I, I'm 100% supportive of this guy. He's not saying he is Yahweh. He's saying that he's coming from, you know, he was sent by Yahweh which is what gods do. And uh, I think uh, he's going to start his church, and I think we should all be members. I think we all go to the church of, uh, what's his name, LaShawn J. Armoire Jr.? Oh, fuck it, that was racist, I don't know. Oh, Sean Lachey Armoire Jr. Yeah, you know, yeah, little assumptions in there, but that's okay. <laughs> Dude, I'm, fu- I'm fucking, I'm so about this guy, though. I think we all need to follow this new coming messiah. He's definitely, I love how uh, this was released in December 18, 2020. Yeah. Also, <laughs> and it seems, yeah, like you could look in the comments, people are commenting from like a week ago. It, good old YouTube uh, uh, recommendation, like waiting till a year later to put this guy on a pedestal. I wonder, do you think he's still doing his thing? Or oh, he, he must be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think what's interesting here also, December 18th, 2020, hmm. he's got 273 subscribers. He's yep. got about 70,000 views on this video. He's got two thumbs up and four thumbs down. Yeah, that's, that's a little just, odd. That's like no interaction for this post. Yeah, there's like no comments on it really beyond that too. I wonder, do you think he, because you know, people pay for views and stuff. Oh, now, he probably too. did, yeah. He's probably using uh, tithing to pay for it, <laughs> dude. But like, I mean, I've always kind of like argued on this show, and if if you're a listener of this, then you would know that. If you're new, then you never will. But uh, 
I would always argue that like religious in its own way was kind of bullshit. And then as I've gotten a little further along, I've realized the the good and the power that can come from religion. All right, there's value for sure. Yeah. And for me, personally, at this moment in my life, the only value I see in religion is the idea of being able to escape the anxiety of death mm-hmm. by believing that there is a heaven and a God. So if this full, if this guy can convince people to drop their anxiety about death and that follow him to heaven, as long as he's not making them drink Kool-Aid or fuck each other, I don't <laughs> think anything's wrong with that. Well, I mean, you know, they fuck each other regardless, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that, yeah. That, yeah. That's but not like against the will. Know. You know? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, if yeah. they rape each other, you mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah as yeah. long as he's not like raping people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. But, well, yeah, it does. It does teach religion. Does teach uh, mortality, right? You know, yeah, and uh, the understanding of it. So you're, you're not wrong for sure. It is like uh, very releasing for a lot of people you know to not have to worry about that for sure yeah especially yeah if you're uh, like again it's it's one of those things like it's if you're willing to 100 percent put your cards on the table and say god is real heaven is real hell is real everybody who doesn't believe is a sinner then i think you know religion is probably great for you i think you don't really think for yourself you're probably mm-hmm. not that interesting of a person but i mean i would love the gift of not having the anxiety of death I think the anxiety of death drives me. Mm-hmm. I think I think that because I couldn't believe in God, I could believe in validating my own life, and that's what drives me to want to create big art contributions to the world and be a comedian. But at the same time, I definitely envy somebody who's willing to just be like, "Heaven's real," you know. Yeah. They tuck in their shirt. They're nice to people. You yeah. know. They drink their wine. Yeah. Maybe they get into some weird Facebook arguments, but other than that, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> That doesn't seem too bad. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they're passive aggressive about it. They're like, "Oh, you just don't understand. You're gonna die." Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's just you just weren't growing up with it. But you're a sinner. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's a new day, and you're just you're gonna die in a fiery lake of hell. But that's fine. You I'm know? trying to save you. You know, I mean, I just think <laughs> if you know if you want to die in a fiery lake of hell, that's all I'll be with you. And you know what? Yahweh be with you. It's yes, fun, sir. You know. I'm yes, saying? sir. I fucking love it. And if you know what, if you are willing. <laughs> To follow me and go to heaven, I promise you. I am the coming Messiah. And I will take you to the gates. Yep. I also, I love that this guy, he's holding a steel rod, and it's part of his whole personality. He's like... Uh, like it's his staff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his, that <laughs> I is, see it now. That's his, that's his parting the sea staff, dude. Like... He's got it in all of his videos. He has a website, thecomingmessiah.com. Yeah. He watched one too many Lord of the Rings movies and was like, I have to have a staff. Oh, yeah, dude. or Avatar. I have fuck, to. Dude. Like, <laughs> he's got Aang's staff, this fucking airbender. <laughs> but uh, he's got, so he's got his website, thecomingmessiah.com. Oh. And uh, he's got more videos up there, and he's always holding staff. So clearly this rod, the steel rod, as he explains, uh, is, is a symbol of something. It must be like power. Yeah, or status, or all of the above, really. Yeah, it's a wild dude, you know. Like, and, and I'm sure people really genuinely follow him, you know, like because like the dude has like a power behind him for sure. He's oh yeah, you can tell that he's very very into what he's doing. Yeah, charismatic, you know. It's um the same. Uh, I forget what the term is called, but that romanticizing, ro- romanticizing um, uh, aggressive speeches. Yes. You know, like really dramatic, like in your face, like. Um, I mean, not you know, I'm not even gonna bother comparing him to Hitler, but like no. I was saying, like that was like what the whole thing was is that big grandiose uh way of spe- almost Shakespearean in a way, yeah. you know, 
Um, and uh, I, dude, people people love that shit, bro. Well, Hitler love was almost pretty much the same. It's just he was good at getting people to follow him. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like all these guys had the potential to be like the next Hitler. It's just that they're not charismatic or smart enough. Yeah, because well, like Hitler, obviously terrible, mm-hmm. really smart. Mm-hmm. Like Mein Kampf was like a really well read book. Yeah. Uh, obviously he got all those people's attention somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a little Steven Crowder walking around. Fucking well, he did come in at the right time. You know, Germany was like literally in the shits, yeah. and uh, the, he kind of pulled them out, and which, they fell in love with him. But then again, yeah, it's which you, you know, know uh, part of his intelligence, he just mm-hmm. he knew when to strike. He went, mm-hmm. out, he came out of jail and did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. which is wild. Yeah, they really needed a, an actual leader, and that was what was romanticized available. back then. Yeah, that was available. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was fine, and then then some weird shit started happening, and they were like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, <laughs> like, started eating that Panzer chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> getting all fucking meth out. Yeah, exactly. I uh, I had an aunt that dated Jesus for a little while. Dated G? Ge- uh, what? Uh, yeah, out in Albuquerque, is this Mexican fella? <laughs> who, uh, he. <laughs> He had convinced a whole like <laughs> back alley warehouse worth of people that he was Jesus, oh, no. and he was holding services, and <laughs> my aunt was dating him, probably with a thousand other people. Did that you were. Did he stand on a cardboard box too? He had a little. <laughs> he had a little podium. <laughs> he had a little podium. He was killing it, bro. He is. He was one of those cool techie Jesus that had oh, like, okay. a lapel mic and yeah, the cool yeah. little. Yeah, yeah. So he knew what was going on. He had the yeah. headset on and a lapel <laughs> mic and shit. He was killing it, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> Mexican tech Jesus. I applaud this man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He dated my aunt for a while. He was holding a church down. I don't know what happened to him. Wow. Some people just you mix the right around a right amount of like charisma and intelligence mm-hmm. with just ignorance and boredom. Yeah. And you can control a whole group of people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think uh, that's what we're there's doing a, here. There's a lot of beauty. Yeah, for real. There's a lot of beauty in that, but I also think that there's um, uh, my issue comes when it becomes weaponized, whether it's religion or oh, it uh, almost always does politics or whatever. It just it always ends up becoming weaponized to some degree. Pretty much know? always. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I've heard that all war stems down to religion at the very bottom. Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Uh, or at least all the big ones did. But yeah. uh, fuck, we're out of time. Yeah. Shit, we made it. Hour nice. And a half. All right. Well, join the discard. Hit me up on. You know, any the discard. Uh, the discard. I <laughs> shall fucking discard and you fucking hit me up on the Instagram and I'll throw you the fucking invite link. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll fucking fuck you with a shillelagh. All right. Bye. Yeah. Mwah. Tell your friends.